Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to keep focused on our relationship with God and to have a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can these short studies. Make that commitment today. We're going to get back in, and we're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, talking about the most important of all final exams. We've all taken final exams as we've gone through grammar school, high school, college, and if we've done graduate work. Many of us have taken exams that were ongoing through ongoing uh, education in relation to our fields of expertise, those fields of, of profession that we have chosen to spend our lives working in. Well, the most important final exam will be the final day of judgment, when we will all have to stand before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, before his judgment seat and give account for the things done in the body, how we have lived our lives on this earth, whether good or bad, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. We've talked about that. And we talked about, you know, exams have questions, don't they? And we're supposed to answer the questions as the ones who are being examined or going through that exam. Well, the first question we talked about could very well be, what about your works? How active have you been as a Christian? What have your works been? Lay them out for me, Jesus might say. Well, of course, he already knows. A lot of people, as we've emphasized, would say, well, works don't have anything to do with my salvation. Why would you even bring that up? But we read text after text after text after text in God's word that talks about how we will be judged according to our works or our deeds. Oh, yes, God's going to hold us accountable for our works. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. We're to be active and ongoing in good works. Titus 2 and verse 14. Titus 3 and verse 8. Titus 3 and verse 14. And we could go on. The second question we considered would be, what about your words? And we noted that we're going to be judged by how we speak. We're going to be held accountable for the very words that we utter. And so we need to be careful about how we use this wonderful blessing of speech with which God has blessed us. We need to use it in positive, productive, and godly ways. We need to be teaching God's word. We need to be encouraging people. Come with me to church services. Come with me to worship God. Let's have a Bible study together. 
Jesus said, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37. But how often do we become careless in our speech and say things that later on we're sorry for, say things that we think about, I should not have said that. I should not have used that kind of language. I should not have said it in that way. And it can get us in a whole lot of trouble and even into physical altercations. Well, the third question, and this is one that a lot of people might have some difficulty with. Well, all of these questions, a lot of people would have difficulty with, but what about this one? What about your omissions? I've said many times in teaching on the reality of sin, that there are sins of commission, that is, things that we do that are sinful. But there are also sins of omission, and that is not doing things that God expects us to do and teaches us to do through his word. Robert Vashultz wrote this. Interesting, interesting. He said, when it came time to issue grades to my ninth grade civics class, I had to give one boy an F. His reaction was to ask, how come? As though I had caught him by surprise. Well, the teacher responded, you did not pass a single test. You never turned in one homework assignment. You would not participate in classroom work. Well, the boy stood in silence for a moment, then exclaimed, you mean you flunked me for that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, fella, open your ears, open your eyes, use your brain. Yeah, he flunked you for that. Things you did not do that you were supposed to do as a student in that class. Well, God's kingdom is a vineyard where men work, are expected to work. He said, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. Uh, no, let's just simply listen to the words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 20 at verse 1, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers in a, for his vineyard. Uh-huh. Are we doing the work or are we neglecting the work that God has for us to do? We will be judged for what we have done but we will also be judged for what we have not done that we were supposed to do. Now, let me give you an, an, an easy example to understand. We teach our children to be obedient, to be responsible. So we come home one day and we find that one of our children took a dry marker and they wrote all over one of the walls in the living room. Permanent dry marker. We punish that child, won't we? Because we hold him responsible or her responsible for doing something that they know they're not supposed to do. But we tell one of our children, you've got to clean your room. Get in there and start at it. An hour or two later, we come back we look in that child's room, we see that child playing a game on the floor. The room has not been touched. None of the stuff that's been all over the floor has been picked up, thrown away or put away, put in the laundry basket, whatever it is. It was not done. 
that we might tell the child, I told you to clean the room. Well, I just don't feel like it right now. Punishment comes again, doesn't it? For not doing what the child was supposed to be doing. Let me read you one, one description of the final day of judgment, what it will be like. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he's not talking there specifically about somebody who goes out and commits murders or robs banks or somebody who does all kinds of despicable things overtly, outwardly, but he says, the specific thing there that I want to point out is for those who do not obey, do not do what they're supposed to do in regards to obeying the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Lord's going to take vengeance on those. They're going to be in a bad spot on that final day of judgment. God's kingdom is a vineyard, and he expects workers to be doing work in that kingdom, in that vineyard. We're going to be held responsible for whether or not we do what God has expected us to do. And we're not only going to be held accountable for doing what we should not have done, but also for not doing what we should have done. Look at the way James put it in James chapter 4 and verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And that is sin of omission. In the three parables of Matthew chapter 25, each person was lost because of what he failed to do, what he did not do. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Also verse 18, verses 26 and 27, verses 41 through 45. Do we help? Or do we not help others? Matthew 25, verses 34 through 35. We can expect to be asked such questions in that final exam on the final day of judgment. Well, the square footage of your house, but he will ask how many you welcomed into your home. About the clothes in your closet, but he may ask, How many did you help clothe with what you had? Probably not going to ask us what our salary was, but how did we use our salary to serve God in Christ and to help as Christians? What your job title was, I don't know that our Lord will be concerned with that, but how did you perform your job to the best of your ability? What neighborhood you lived in, I don't know that that will be a concern on the final day of judgment coming from our Lord, but how did you treat your neighbors? How did you live as a Christian in that neighborhood? The color of your skin, that's not going to make any difference in the final day of judgment. But what about the content of your character within that skin? The contact, the, 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 the content of and character of your life that you lived while in that skin. Interesting. 
Interesting. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Mark 16, verse 16. Well, where does that leave the person who does not believe, who is not baptized? Sins of omission. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, verse 33. But what about the person who does not seek the kingdom of God? He'll be held responsible for sin of omission. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. But what about the person who does not try to actively pursue that transformation by living a faithful and dedicated Christian life while still in this world? Yes, not just what about your works, what did you do? Not just what about your words, how did you use that special blessing of speech with which God has blessed you? But also, what about your omissions? What about the things you left undone that God taught you to be doing? We'll look at the final question on that final exam next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to pay attention to your will for our lives. Help us to study your word, to learn your will for our lives, and to thoughtfully and purposefully live in such a way as to fulfill those desires and those instructions from you to us. Help us to be active, dedicated Christians, and help us to stay away from the things that we should stay away from as active, dedicated, faithful Christians. And help us, Father, to recognize the difference between the two. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.